The Bible Study Podcast, episode 259. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 2 Samuel with chapter 18. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on this story right now, the story of David and Absalom. You may remember that his son Absalom has rebelled against him after plotting it for four years. He finally puts his plot into action. David then counterplots and has some of his advisors, or at least one of his advisors, pretend to be an advisor of Absalom and thwart him by giving him some bad advice. We pick up the story in 2 Samuel 18. David mustered the men who were with him and appointed them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. David sent out his troops, a third under the command of Joab, a third under Joab's brother Abishai, son of Zeruiah, and a third under Ittai the Gittite. The king told the troops, I myself will surely march out with you. But the men said, You must not go out. If we are forced to flee, they don't care about us. Even if half of us die, they won't care. But you are worth 10,000 of us. It would be better now for you to give us support from the city. The king answered, I will do whatever seems best to you. So the king stood beside the gate while all his men marched out in units of hundreds and of thousands. The king commanded Joab, Abishai, and Ittai, Be gentle with the young man Absalom for my sake. And all his troops heard the king giving orders concerning Absalom to each of the commanders. David's army marched out of the city to fight Israel, and the battle took place in the forest of Ephraim. There Israel's troops were routed by David's men, and the casualties that day were great, 20,000 men. The battle spread out over the whole countryside, and the forest swallowed up more men that day than the sword. Now Absalom happened to meet David's men. He was riding his mule, and as the mule went under the thick branches of a large oak, Absalom's hair got caught in the tree. He was left hanging in midair, while the mule he was riding kept on going. When one of the men saw what had happened, he told Joab, I just saw Absalom hanging in an oak tree. Joab said to the man who had told him this, What, you saw him? Why didn't you strike him to the ground right there? Then I would have had to give you ten shekels of silver and a warrior's belt. But the man replied, Even if a thousand shekels were weighed out into my hand, I would not lay a hand on the king's son. In our hearing, king commanded you and Abishai and Ittai, Protect the young man Absalom for my sake. And if I had put my life in jeopardy and nothing is hidden from the king, you would have kept your distance from me. Joab said, I am not going to wait like this for you. So he took three javelins in his hand and plunged them into Absalom's heart while Absalom was still alive in the oak tree. And ten of Joab's armor-bearers surrounded Absalom, struck him, and killed him. Then Joab sounded the trumpet, and the troops stopped pursuing Israel, for Joab halted them. They took Absalom, threw him into a pit in the forest, and piled up a large heap of rocks over him. Meanwhile, all the Israelites fled to their homes. During his life, Absalom had taken a pillar and erected it in the king's valley as a monument to himself, for he thought, I have no son to carry on my memory of my name. He named the pillar after himself, and it is called Absalom's Monument to this day. And so the story of Absalom ends, and it ends in this rather ironic way that as he's fleeing, or at least as he's traveling through the forest, his long hair is caught in a tree branch, and he is left hanging there, trapped by his hair. One of the soldiers sees him, reports him to Joab, but won't touch him. And this is not that unwise, because you may remember that killing someone who you think is the king's enemy, if it's David, hasn't always turned out well for people. 
there was the person who killed Saul when Saul asked him to in this particular case because he was fleeing, he was wounded already, and he was put to death by David because he had no right to kill the king. And so this person is smart enough to go, you know, I'm going to tell somebody this, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Even if you paid me a thousand shekels, even if you filled up my hands with gold, I wouldn't do this because I know the king doesn't want it. Joab, though, understands what the king wants, but he also understands what's good for David. And what's good for David is for Absalom at this point to be gone. And it's good for this rebellion to be behind them. And Joab is not shy about doing what he thinks is the right thing. And so he kills Absalom. As he's hanging in the tree, he plunges javelins into him and he gathers his sword bearers around him and they kill him and they bury him. And so it's all over. And everyone was very happy, you'd think. But it continues. Now Amazah, the son of Zadok, said, Let me run and take the news to the king that the Lord has vindicated him by delivering him from the hand of his enemies. You are not to take the news today, Joab told him. You may take the news another time, but you must not do so today because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to a Cushite, Go tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed before Joab and ran off. Ahimaaz, the son of Zodak, said to Joab, Come what may, please let me run behind the Cushite. But Joab replied, My son, why do you want to go? You don't have any news that will bring you a reward. He said, Come what may, I want to go. So Joab said, Run. Then Ahimaaz ran by way of the plain and outran the Cushite. While David was sitting between the inner and the outer gates, the watchman went up to the roof of the gateway by the wall. As he looked out, he saw a man running alone. The watchman called out to the king and reported it. The king said, If he is alone, he must have good news. And the runner came closer and closer. Then a watchman saw another runner, and he called to the gatekeeper, Look, another man running alone. The king said, He must be bringing good news too. The watchman said, It seems to me that the first runs like Ahimaaz, son of Zodak. He's a good man, the king said. He comes with good news. Then Ahimaaz called out to the king, all is well. He bowed down before the king with his face to the ground and said, Praise be to the Lord your God. He has delivered up those who lifted their hands against my lord the king. The king asked, Is the young man Absalom safe? Ahimaaz answered, I saw great confusion, just as Joab was about to send the king's servant and me your servant, but I don't know what it was. The king said, Stand aside and wait here. So he stepped aside and stood there. Then the Cushite arrived and he said, May my lord the king hear the good news. The lord has vindicated you by delivering you from the hand of all of those who rose up against you. The king asked the Cushite, Is the young man Absalom safe? The Cushite replied, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up to harm you be like that young man. The king was shaken. He went up to the room over the gateway and wept. As he went, he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. So we get this interesting story here where Ahimaaz wants to go tell David the news, and Joab knows David. Joab has fought alongside of David for many years at this point. He says, you don't really want to do this. This is not good news. Yes, we won, and yes, we were vindicated, and yes, Absalom was killed, and he personally thought that Absalom should be killed, but he knew that this is how David would react. David loved his son. Now, this His reaction may not be wise as a king, as we'll see a little later, but his reaction is very honest as a father. Despite what Absalom has done, and Absalom has done quite a lot, he has murdered his brother, although he had reason to. He has rebelled against his father, though he had no reason to. He has tried to kill his father and take from him the throne. 
and under any normal law, he deserves to die. But Joab knows that this is the son of a father, David, who won't treat this as good news. Even at this point, David would prefer to forgive Absalom than to see him die. His number one question, is Absalom safe? Is Absalom safe? And we'll continue on the story with chapter 19 next week. We're getting closer to wrapping up 2 Samuel. As I said, I plan to do a study on what the fundamentals are of Christianity. Before we get into that, or as a prelude to that, I'm planning on doing a study on the kingdom of God using some of the parables of Jesus, where Jesus talks about the kingdom of God is alike. And so that'll be coming up after 2 Samuel. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.